0: Pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 18th. To hit the internet, it's on May 19th. How's everyone doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Once again, we are here, live in the studios. Meaning a room. Not a real studio. Can you tell? Let's start off with me eating crow. Getting a big slice of humble pie. If you listened last week, in the title to the show, it said... The Houston Rockets are awful. The Houston Rockets may be awful. I still think they're pretty bad. They're going to get blown out by the Warriors. But they live, and they're going to play in the Western Conference Finals as they beat the Los Angeles Clippers. So we will talk about that. We will discuss the Chicago Bulls and what they do going forward, what they are after they... Borderline just gave up. In Game Six against the Cleveland Cavaliers, a depleted team. I and mean, what's the future? And we will we'll touch on a little bit the Miami Marlins owner Jeffrey Lawyer continuing to make sound decisions that they're sound in his mind. Maybe not to everyone else. Just irrational. You gotta lead the the, the South Florida fans when it comes to baseball. You have to have you know lead them with breadcrumbs. Slowly ha- get them there. And then when you continue to the, the fire sales to then to dismiss the manager here just does not make sense we'll get into the uh the latest news on deflate gate and we'll talk a little bit about the preakness we all love horse racing right but let's start off with the chicago actually let's start off with if you've been listening to the uh the if you listen to the show via media player on the website redticketblues.com if you're having trouble, you're not alone. I don't know what's wrong with it. If you know anything about websites, please contact me. Websites. If you know anything about the internet, about computers, ma, uh, if you know anything about uh, the issue I'm having, the media player is just not functioning, there's a play sign there. I press it. doesn't do anything. It works in preview mode, but when I post it, I don't know. Bad job out of me. Bad job. That's 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 where we'll go. So so far, the web, the, the podcast has been me talking about what I predicted incorrectly. And my own website not working. Hopefully, we can improve off that. Let's start with the Chicago Bulls, and I know what happened last week. And I know some of you are thinking, "Well, yeah, that's old news." Well, it's not that old news, but the Chicago Bulls lost ninety-four to seventy-three against the Cleveland Cavaliers last week in a Game Six. That you saw the first quarter was competitive, and after that, that, that second end of the it was probably the middle of the second quarter, and all of a sudden they just stopped caring. I I don't know what happened to that team. That team that. We we I, I I think you have to, the the side the fact that they're they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron is not the most likable superstar in the world so I think you have America almost on your side to a certain extent to see him lose they're hate watching who brought that up there was somebody I, I I don't want to steal that term but someone was saying that they were hate watching I think a lot of people were hate watching maybe it was Cowherd they, they look like a team they gave up not was, giving up in the second quarter with their backs against a wall in a potential season-ending game, that's that's pretty sad, but that's certainly what it looked like. Now, I, and and I'll tell you, one person that did not step up, and it's Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, that I think, he may have turned a lot of people off with the comments that he has to rest his body in a correct way, so he thinks about life decisions after basketball. That's fine. But, you know, after a resurgence bit in these NBA playoffs, coming back from yet another injury, he didn't do it. He was far from the only one. But he didn't do it. I uh, was one of the biggest jack sniffers of the Bulls when I was a kid, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the reason I started watching basketball. I never actually even really played basketball outside of someone's driveway. I mean, he was the reason. So I think the, for the first time in a long time, Chicago got somebody like that again in Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, a guy from the city, from the south side of Chicago, from Englewood to get through all the injuries, to get through everything and get back to the spot that he wanted to be in where he can take on LeBron and just shit the bed. Derrick Rose scored 14 points in that game six. He shot the ball four times in the second half. That is your star player. That four times in the second half. That's pathetic. And what do you do? I mean, now this team also, outside of Derrick Rose... You have to look at this team and say, what are they doing going forward? We all know, we know this, that Tom Thibodeau, is it Thibodeau? It's Thibodeau, yes. Tom Thibodeau is gone. He's still officially the head coach of the the Boston, no, he was the assistant coach of Boston. He's still the head coach of the Chicago Bulls right now. And the sources have said that Fred Hoiberg, the Iowa State coach, is their only option if they get rid of Thibodeau. And I don't know what's holding that up. I mean, Hoiberg did have a heart surgery this offseason here. And I know that the Bulls are not interested in firing Thibodeau because they owe him a pretty large amount of money. So they're looking to trade him. But how, what, what are they going to get for him? Are they going to get a first-round pick? I, I mean, then that's it doesn't just start there. I mean, you also have guys... That, and I also talked about last week, Joakim Noah is a guy I like. He's an energy guy. Yeah, he has his limitations on offense. He, he, there's certain things he can't do. But he's, at the very least, he's that destructive... Destruct, Disruptive player that can cause problems, even if he's not doing anything, even if he's not stuffing the stat sheet. He looked like a shell. He he was a non-factor. Yeah, he had 11 rebounds. That's good, but in no way he just hung around the top of the key the whole time. He was barely down low. I don't know what happened to Joakimno, and they're stuck with him. He I would assume he's hurt, but that was. I don't know what that was. And you had Pau Gasol, who, who missed a few games with a uh, hamstring injury. And he give him credit, he, he gutted it out and came back for that final game, but he was a non-factor there too, and he's only getting older. You have Mike Dunleavy, he's leaving as a free agent. Now, some of you may say, Ooh, oh, God, oh Once just dissolve the team. He played some big moments. He had a few off games, but Dunleavy quietly had a very nice series. And, of course, you have Jimmy Butler, who... The Bulls are planning on maxing out this year, and it's kind of it'd be advantageous for them to do that. But for him, it's kind of a rough spot because after next year, the NBA is redoing their what's the TV deal or the the, the salary cap is increasing for players, so he could get more money. But he's going to be a free agent now. Bet you he'd probably like to sign a nice one year deal, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he was named the most improved player this year. So what is this team looking at going forward? I don't know. They're going to have a lot of guys that you you almost feel like they're the Sacramento Kings playing the Lakers of yesteryear. Well, yesteryear, but a decade ago. Decade? Yeah, decade. They're just not going to get past them. They're going to tantalize you and tease you and get you this close, but they're never going to do it. I mean, that, that was their chance. Kevin Love hurt. Not playing. Kyrie Irving hurt. Barely playing. And LeBron and a bunch of, I don't want to say misfits, but, I mean, is that team that much better that he has around him? Was it that much better than the team he took to the Cav- took to the finals with the Cavs years ago against the Spurs? I mean, you had guys step up. Iman Shumpert stepped up. DelBelvidova just butchered. He made some plays too, but, I mean, do you really look at those guys as players? I mean, Shumpert is turning into a nice player. All these Knicks, J.R. Smith, Pablo Pergioni without Rockets but I don't know I I, I, I don't think that situation is going to get any better and I don't think a new coach is going to make any difference either I think that the Bulls are just going to have to eat it up for a few years and it's not like they have a bad team but they have a team that's not going to go any further LeBron is in that, e, that Eastern Conference and they're never going to beat him you could say that about a lot of Eastern Conference teams which I think they will destroy the Atlanta Hawks LeBron's the best player on the planet like I said, I was the biggest Jordan jack-sniffer there was. LeBron is better all around than Michael Jordan. He doesn't have that killer desire. Maybe defers the teammates a little more than Jordan ever did. But LeBron can do everything. And if he wants to take over a game, he will. I don't know. I had hope for the Bulls. I'm not a Bulls fan, but I had hope for them. I wanted a comeback story in Derrick Rose. I don't know. But we go to the Western Conference, and I briefly touched on it. Yes, the the Hawks took care of the Wizards, which I'm shocked. But when you have a less than 100 percent John Wall, that team was you had a had a feeling that it was not going to go any farther than that. You can only go so far with Paul Pierce or Elks. He got a little he got a little arrogant, even more so, huh? <laughs> Yelling at the the Atlanta bench after hitting the shot with eight seconds left, saying "Series," calling "Series," it's two to two. Calm down, dude. But In the Western Conference, the Warriors... I'm surprised that the Grizzlies sort of went out with a whimper. I mean, they won the... Did they win the first game? Yeah, they won the first game. And you thought, holy shit, this is a series. But quickly, Golden State took care of them. But the other series is what I want to talk about. The Clippers and Rockets series. Now, it's very easy to dislike both of these teams. Very, very much so. And... You know, I was apologizing for my incorrect predictions, which I should never do, by the way. I don't owe any of you anything. Kiss my ass. But there is someone that made some predictions as well, the the uh, the holy, Mike Francesa, with his predictions for the NBA playoffs. Let's see how that sounded.
1: I think the Clippers will erase uh, Houston in six easy. Again, I think Washington's going to win a series, and I I've, I think right now that... You know what? You're going to get the Clippers. You have a great chance of getting Memphis. You're going to get, I think, Cleveland, and I think you're going to get Washington. That's going to be your final four.
0: Classic Mike. And he didn't even apologize. He he, he finagled his way out of it today. I, I didn't actually say that. Just like, we all thought that. That's an old Francesa staple. When a prediction he makes is, well, and it goes wrong. He just says, oh, we all thought that. The public thought that. That's it's an old Francesa trick. Tricks of the trade. But going back to that game, uh, the Game 7 on Sunday, I was interested to see because, as I was saying, that both teams are very dis... It's easy to dislike them. I- I've talked about it on the podcast before. The Los Angeles Clippers, I- I've said that they are like a team that 15-year-olds root for. They're for children, I think. And I don't mean to sound holier than thou. Well, I kind of do. And they They're predicated more with the highlights. They're 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 SportsCenter's team. They're lob city. They're about dunks. I'm sorry. Seeing DeAndre Daniels, DeAndre Daniels. I knew I was gonna do that today. DeAndre Daniels is playing in Australia, okay? DeAndre Jordan with a wide open dunk, dunk it really hard. That doesn't do much for me. I'm sorry. The guy's like six eleven, he, he jumps very high, cool. I don't know. Do you want me to get excited about that? A limited player that dunks? Wow. But he gets rebounds too. That's true. So, But that, where was I going with this? They're an easy team to dislike. And the Rockets, remember I talked about those team the, the, the outside of Harden and Howard, the team that was just so freaking wild? Those guys were very unwild. And they stepped it up. It's guys like Trevor Ariza and Corey Brewer. I mean, they put Josh Smith, Josh Smith of all guys, actually shot 6-6 six, six for 10. Didn't do much other than 15 points, but still, those guys stepped it up. And it was good seeing the Clippers lose. I don't know. There's something about them that I do not like. And there's something about Chris Paul I don't like. But he, I mean, he played an amazing game. Yeah, he had four turnovers. But I mean, 26 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. I mean, that's a game. And Blake Griffin, another 27 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists five turnovers i mean blake griffin grew up in this series for as much as i dislike him too you have to give him credit he grew up but the lasting image i'll have of him in this series is in that fourth quarter when he was trying to do too much when he tried to do a spin move on the on on the side there into i forget who he actually dribbled into spin move and spin in there turned it over and the game was starting to get out of hand there i mean that team sort of just gave up too now, guys like Mike Francesa will say those neither of those teams have any heart. I mean, I find that to be a bit... That's a strong statement. I don't know any of those guys. I haven't watched enough Clippers and Rockets games. I can understand where he's coming from that, but I don't think the Rockets are going to do anything against the Golden State Warriors. And you have to wonder what the Los Angeles Clippers, much like the Bulls, what are they going to look like next year? DeAndre Jordan is a... DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I did it. All right. DeAndre Jordan is a free agent. He wants max money. Max money, a guy who shoots, what, 39% from the free throw line? That might not be the correct number, but it's under 40 or under 50. That's for sure. He wants – and I've read this today. Now, I haven't heard this reported in many places, but he's also may not come back because of Chris Paul. Now, they are not, uh, I guess, on the same page a lot. They don't like – Jordan hasn't liked the fact that Paul's told him he needs to improve his free throw shooting. Got the egos on these guys. How dare he tell me to do something better that I'm really bad at that'll hurt the team down the line? Ugh, he's disgusting. I want to go to another team. <sighs> Matt Barnes zero points in the uh, game seven, so that's always good. He's a he, he's a rotten guy. He's a rotten guy. So that that's good. That's good to see him, him look bad there. But. I mean, I think we all know what's going to happen. We all know. And I think it's good for the NBA. And I think the NBA wants us. We all know what we're going to see. We're going to see the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're going to see the up-and-coming team in Golden State with the young faces. They're playing the type of basketball that, eh, they may not play much defense, but they'll be scoring. They'll be shooting threes. They'll be doing fancy moves. I, I think they celebrate a little too much off of just, you know, like a very subtle play. Not subtle, but flashy plays in the first quarter of a game. Maybe that's just the old white guy in me. I think they can cut that shit out. But I got to, you know what? I still put my money on LeBron. He's still at this point so far, so much better than every other player in the league. There's no one even close to him. He's still the best. Yes, there are great players. There's Harden. There's Westbrook. There's Durant when he's healthy. But Anthony Davis is... Anthony Davis will probably take over that from LeBron within the next few years. LeBron's got... I'd say... I'd say he's got two or three more years of just dominating and being so much better than everyone else and then it'll start to digress. I'm looking into my crystal ball right now. The soothsayer of the NBA. And you like how I'm completely dismissing the Hawks, too. They're not even in the conversation. I just, I still, I know they, they've made it to the conference finals. I think a lot of people thought they wouldn't. They thought they were a Fugazi number one seed. I just, I think the, I think a lot of it depends on how, how Irving, Kyrie Irving's going to look. If he can rest, get better. We'll see. Is what it is, right? So, let's move on to the Miami Marlins. Now. Miami Marlins are a team that has won two championships since their inception in 1993. I think they've had 14 managers now. Uh, I'm just throwing out numbers here. Who the hell knows if I'm if even correct? I was, I, you know what? I read a lot, and then I don't write these notes down. I just say to myself, ah, you'll remember that. You'll remember that. No, nah, it doesn't work like that, Brian. you, you got to have some notes sometimes. We can't all, you know, You can't do that. But let's see. The uh, Marlins are 16-22. and 22, Obviously not a very good record. There are worse teams in the league. In the leagues. Uh, but they are 16-22. and 22. And what the Marlins did this weekend was they decided to fire their manager, Mike Redding. And they then made the general manager. The general manager of the team with zero... Absolutely zero, excuse me if you heard that. Absolutely zero managing experience professionally ever. He that is Dan Jennings, who's the general manager. I'm looking at his games managed. Zero. Win loss record, zero, zero. So he's now the GM and the manager. He he actually does have some coaching experience. He coached the baseball team at Davidson High School in Mobile, Alabama. And so he's got that under his belt you gotta think ask yourself what Jeffrey Loria Jeffrey Loria the owner the I believe he's some sort of art I know he's an art enthusiast I don't know if he's involved with that uh, business wise as he's turned not turned he's I like how I'm having a running conversation with myself how oh, I can uh, man, tune in tune in tune in radio I, I have just an issue with them listening to something today if you just put it I don't even at them and they're tweeting at me they must like me I don't know alright tune in we're down Anyways, what the hell was I talking about? Jeffrey Loria is just this, you know, billionaire owner who, who, who looks at baseball as a toy. He reminds me of the uh, that the Greek in The Simpsons, the Greek owner of the power plant that plays Mr. Burns in the company softball thing, where he's just he's, you know, the baseball's nice, but it's I don't know. He just reminds me that he he kind of kind of looks like him too. But Jeffrey Laurie has done some crazy things. Well, there's the obvious. He built that stadium, the monstrosity, that the city didn't want. And the mayor that worked with him to get it was eventually <laughs> lost his job as mayor of Miami. Uh, and I've actually been to that stadium. Not for a game. I took a tour of it when I was in Miami because I hang out there all the time. Not really. Uh, and it's nice. It's a nice building. Not much of a ballpark, so to speak, though. I don't know. I guess it has to be uncomfortable, and uh, I wasn't even there for a game. How can you say that? Jeez, you got a lot of opinions, Brian. You know what you're talking about. So then there was also, which I think is ridiculous, but the guy is, is doing pretty well in Giancarlo Stanton, all that money that they gave him. I mean, I'm not going to pitch a tent over, over how far he hits home runs, but he has hit a lot of them so far. I think he's 11. I think that could be wrong. You know, don't give stats if you don't know. It's very simple. I don't know why you continue to do that. But, I mean, so there's that. And we actually, a lot of people thought last year, well, when you're giving Giancarlo Stanton that contract, you know, maybe the Marlins are going to take this seriously now. They've won World Series before and completely sold the team off. So this team, like I was getting into earlier, in South Florida, baseball is, is, is not king. You You have to lead these people. And when you give them a World Series, then you rip apart the team. I mean, we all know Florida fans, unless it's football, they're the worst. They're the absolute worst. And I think Colin Cowhert said it earlier. This or said it last week. A lot of these places, or maybe it was Francesa. I don't know. Both egomaniacs. I don't know. I get, I get their takes mixed up. The, these places with with uh, you know nice weather and everything, they don't care about sports. They have other things to do. It's us rats in terrible weather that, that care about this stuff. Oh God. This podcast is a wreck. Jesus Christ. What are you trying to say, Brad? The Marlins... <laughs> I'm tired, man. Back off. Jared Salamacchia, also, they cut him earlier this year. They cut him, so with $18 million left on it, on his deal. They have to pay him. They're paying him $18 million not to play. And when Mike Redmond. St- his departure and Dan Jennings now in there and Ozzie Guillen the Miami Marlins will be paying three managers at the same time to do the job of one in Dan Jennings so you, you take over You. this is the message you're sending to your fan base we really want Giancarlo Stanton here because we think he's a pro he's a he's a he is a pro we gave him the highest contract in all sports but this is where we're going we didn't like the way we looked close to Memorial Day. So we fired the manager and brought in the general manager with no coaching experience. Imagine if something like this happened. They're lucky in this sense that it is South Florida. Imagine if Jeffrey Loria, who has sometimes the boldness and brashness and I-don't-give-a-shit attitude as a George Steinbrenner, imagine if something like this happened in New York or Boston or Philadelphia or Chicago. Imagine the post-game post uh, Just analysis of all the decisions somebody with no coaching experience made. It would be a shit show of epic proportions. The hell is that? You know, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Sounds like people are drilling. Or something. I don't know. Where was I? Mike, talk about a train wreck. Absolute train wreck. Imagine Brian Cashman. They named Brian Cashman the manager. They fired Girardi and made cashman the manager put in a little uniform out there waddling out bothering everybody speaking of bothering everyone uh the wells report and the epic uh the continuous the eternal struggle with uh the deflated footballs tom brady now you can see slowly and subtly robert Kraft, who came out very uh very bold with what he said that it was a complete lie and the Patriots weren't treated well and it was unfair and he has sort of backed off subtly and said that, you know, I spoke with Tom, Tom Brady he and I asked him if this happened he said no, and so I'm taking him at his word Robert Kraft did this before with a player and he ended up killing everyone and that being Aaron Hernandez so, I don't know We'll see what happens there. I still think, I mean, let's let's talk about this for just one second. Imagine if the if Tom Brady or the and or the Patriots just came out and said, we, "Yeah, we did this. We didn't think it was that big of a deal. Let's move on." How stupid is this? This deflating of footballs. Do I think you get a competitive advantage? Probably not. And some may say, "Well, then why do they do it?" I, I get it. Maybe that that's what they think they do. I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference. It's not like they're videotaping guys like they did before. It's not Spygate. It's just so dumb. We're talking about taking air out of a football. I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't give a shit. It's just so stupid. I'm tired of hearing about it. And the Patriots are just disgraceful the way they've handled this. They had their own uh, rebuttal to the Wells Report. The deflators were guys losing fo- losing uh, losing weight in the text, I should probably preface. Then why were they suspended? Because they took equipment. Why were they taking equipment? Who gave them equipment? I didn't have time to read this, this document. That's way too long. I have to go on Twitter and see how many people retweeted me in favor of my Francesa tweets. That's what my day consists of. So, uh, I guess we'll end it today. And I apologize. This has been a rough podcast. I don't know what's wrong with me. If it's the heat, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's May. It's only going to get worse. Does that mean the quality of the podcast gets worse. You know, back off. The Preakness. Now, I went to uh, Sports Haven in New Haven this week. And the collection of trash at an off-track betting... And this is like an amphitheater. I, I've, I've explained this before. This isn't just your normal you know, strip mall OTB. I mean, this is an amphitheater. This is a big place. Just the collection of trash is a sight to behold. People in rags and uh, mailmans in their outfits straight from work. It's just... Some might ask, what? Brian, if it's so bad, why are you going? And guess they're probably thinking about you. No, 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 they're not thinking about them. I have class, okay? I have class. But American Pharaoh won. So, as we all know, that there's one more leg in order to get the Triple Crown. And that's at Belmont in a few weeks. Belmont and Long Island. And the always studious and intelligent Renee in the Bronx... Had a great suggestion last year. There was a lot of trouble getting out of Belmont, a lot of delays, just pandemonium. And the great Renee in the Bronx had a suggestion for Mike Francesa
2: today.
1: Renee in the Bronx, what's up, Renee? I'm sorry, Mike.
2: Last year, there was a big problem at Belmont, right? Right.
1: With the exiting and the. Yeah, my understanding, yes. I didn't see it, but yes, I'm told so. Right.
2: So, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, right, why, why are we like. Well, you with the voice, you could start something. They could hire, like, I don't know, 100, 200 people, Mike. Give them 12 $13 an hour. Have people, like, at the parking lot, the facilities, open that up. I know they downsize because, you know, during the year, a lot of people are not going out there. But if, for this event, 90,000, 100,000 people, Mike, people got stuck out there in the train. Well, but uh, try uh, uh, but the
1: parking uh, I'm trying well, to, I'm saying, right, like, how are you figure. fixing that? How are you fixing that? Mike, how much is that, if that place has things? Yeah, but I didn't understand how are you how are you fixing it? If they don't have enough trains, if they don't have enough facilities for the for the for the track for more than ninety thousand people, how are you well, fixing it, it? Isn't that
2: isn't that a city issue or MTA issue? They yeah, but how it. are they
1: gonna how are you gonna fix it for one day? Are you gonna put?
2: Um, I don't know how many trains run on the weekends, Mike, but you you could double the size, right? The city well, can they fix put more no money tr- to hire. You got some. You can hire these young kids unemployed. Might
1: yeah, but wait, but, but, but Renee, Rene, Rene, it's not a, it's not a people person. It's a facilities issue.
2: All right, so Belmont. I don't know who's in charge of Belmont. is that the state or? Yeah, all but over? my point is, how are you fixing Belmont? We're not fixing. Them. I'm talking about for that day. They don't they have them. They don't have guys waiting three hours in that parking lot, but You can hire a lot of people. And what would they, how, But, with the but how would you stop them from? How would you stop them
1: from from, from waiting?
2: Well, you are not going to stop from waiting. You're going to make it easier. You're going to have more subways. You're going to have more facilities available. You're going
1: to have you're going to hire more people. You're no, see no, so Renee. People, Renee, right? Renee, you're missing the point. Hiring people isn't the answer. They don't they don't have the ability to accommodate. They don't have the accommodations for more than ninety thousand people. They don't have anywhere to put them.
0: That's Renee in a nutshell. I mean, that is, that is Rene. Rene is the kind of person who sits and looks at something, probably seven different angles to come up with the same opinion and stance that one of us would take, possibly a nanosecond. So that's Rene with another brainless idea that really doesn't have a conclusion. It's an incomplete thought, which is what Renee in the Bronx is. That's what he is. He's an incomplete thought. Everyone, I want to appreciate you getting this far in the podcast. Not my best work, but I hope you all enjoyed it regardless. Remember, you can always listen to the podcast iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube. i got to have this tattooed on my forehead with how often I say it. And on the website www. www.redticketblues.com and if you have any questions for me it's www.redticketblues.com at gmail and with that being said we're going to go back to our old friend Renee to take us away here with probably his best call ever uh, I want to thank everyone once again and you can follow me at brianbuck13, I'm out of here
1: Renee in the Bronx, what's up Renee?
2: Mike, a hypothetical, real quick, mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl Sunday. It's what's that? The second? The first? It's the second, I think. Second. Right? second. So I'm thinking, if Saturday afternoon they're saying, you know what, we're expecting eight to ten inches for the Super Bowl. I think it's too late to change
1: the date, right? I'm just well, they're, they're but they would have made that decision beforehand, though. Okay, but let's just say by Friday.
2: All right, so let's say Friday they say, you know, there's a possibility to three to six. I'm just thinking, Mike, if it starts snowing. I don't know. Let's say ten, eleven o'clock Sunday morning. Isn't it possible? I know this is far fetched. To somehow put one of those giant tarps over MetLife, no, no, that way no. It is, it's not crazy snowing. That could be snowing for the commute. It's going to be rough. But now, Rene, Mike, you Rene, don't want eight, eight feet. Renee,
1: Renee, Renee, you cannot build a, a roof in one day. No, I'm not no. saying
2: build it. I'm saying like you could, you could cover something. You can cover it. You no, know? couldn't you cover it?
1: No. No, I mean that's that's not possible. It's, you know how big that stadium is. You know, you got eighty thousand people in there. How would that be safe? And you have no lights. <laughs> I mean, you got uh, people come up. You know, they just. I know they're they're trying they're trying to you know uh, come up with some weird stuff. That's a weird one. That's, a, that's not going to work. But that's okay. Go ahead. What's up? What's up, Al?